Welcome to the Grey Wolf Podcast. What is up and welcome to Grey Wolf Pack Chat. It is Ned joined by the boys. We are in lockdown number six for those who's counting. Jay, it's almost getting out of hand for you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So over this lockdown crap. Three. But yes, we have Johnny. John, how are you, man? Big, big news in your world, but we'll get to that shortly. Yeah, doing re- really well, man, actually. It's good to see all of your pretty faces on this new platform we're trying out. All looking uh, very schmicko, especially the man in the bunker, JSL Herbert. But uh, doing really well, man. Thank you. That's good to hear. And speaking of good-looking chaps, it doesn't get much better looking than this man. It is the madman, Matt Grace, a.k.a. Uncle G, a.k.a. He is very single, ladies. What up, madman? Hey, man. How are you? I'm, uh, I'm going well. Not much. Just another lockdown as... Uh... You've already said, so we're just rolling. I love, yeah. how, I love how when you said the good-looking man, he started lighting up like he knew he was you was talking about himself. <laughs> of course he did. It is a good-looking crew with Mr. Min Azor on the show as well. Nims, how are you, brother? Going well, going well, boys. It's good to see your wonderful faces there and, uh, and Jay as well. <laughs> well that's the man we were talking about. is a man direct from the vaults. It is the man himself, Jace L. Herbert. Can you count to six? And how are you? I'm doing fine, but I can barely hear you because unlike you guys, I'm using Bluetooth and it's just cutting constantly in and out. <laughs> oh, yes, no, you got to hate that. Don't worry, uh, Dory, because if, if, you, if you're having trouble counting to six, Jay, just use Rocky Conventions. So this is Lockdown Balboa, just in case you were wondering. <laughs> you noticed that he, he just skimmed right past that whole ga- counting gimmick there, yeah. and he was like, oh, how, how do I get out of this? Six is ridiculous. Next I'll be talking about two. Good input. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but we must kick things off with saying a massive congratulations. The year 2021 has been an interesting one, but Johnny Fitz, it's been your year, my brother. You've got hitched, and now we have big, big, exciting news. A new member of the pack is heading, and there'll be a little six head down here come February <laughs> next year with little baby Fitzgerald. Yeah, we're absolutely over the moon, dude. It's been a a strange year, but for us, it's been a really good year in a funny way. And we're feeling really lucky at the moment and and just good to, I suppose, share some positive news given what's going on at the moment. And yeah, we're just, we're really thrilled to meet uh, Little Fitz and uh, future zombie, future lady Hornet and a future member of the Pack Chat crew, no doubt. So we're absolutely over the moon. I haven't noticed there, Fitz. You're talking about all the allegiances that your future offspring is going to have, but is it going to be a Roo or a Magpie? We've had had that discussion, actually. It's going to be a Roo only because we need the support. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, we have decided that she's going to be a Roo. So, thank God. It's a she, is it, Johnny? You coming out? Yeah, and- it's a she. Yep, yep. We uh, we met, left left a little cryptic clue in the uh, the photo that we uploaded um, with the little pink onesie. So yeah, we found out it's going to be a she. Oh, there you go! Congratulations, man. I, I had basically my left testicle betting on that it would be a boy, and I didn't yeah. pick up on the cryptic clue. I thought you were just going very J Herbert and just putting it out there like it doesn't matter what it is. 
No, no. So only a few people sort of knew that. We thought we'll just keep it to ourselves and we'll just start telling once we've sort of put that post up. And um, yeah, that was the little cryptic hint. But uh, now it's a good, good time to start announcing it. So yeah, we were happy either way. I think everyone thought it was going to be a boy, and I sort of did as well. But uh, we were going to be thrilled no matter no matter which way it went. I guess yeah, the, uh, the pro- question now, Fitzy, are you going to keep going until you get a boy, or? Oh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> And a very high question too, Jay, is are you going to follow suit, man? It's sort of the time. There's a bit of time for you and April to get busy and join Fitz and Ash and, you know, your kids to grow up together. Uh, dude, I think you and I have been over this so many times and even April has said it's not, not going to happen. You've got to learn to accept it. Fair enough, man. He's coming there. Much like... But you are, you're divorced, man. Now I thought maybe it might be time to, you know, take that next step, Jay. Well, uh, see what happens. He didn't say no. <laughs> he definitely <laughs> didn't say no. Like, he, he's just gone from not going to happen to... Mm, we'll see what happens. Oh, it's a possibility. We'll see if these boys can swim. <laughs> <laughs> Man, plenty to talk about on this edition. Shall we kick things off and talk a little bit Olympics, that kind of thing? I know you boys loving life at the moment. Jay, you once aspired to be a pro wrestler. What, what, what's sort of your highlight of the Olympics been so far? Well, that pro wrestler thing for a start has always been your dream, not mine. So um, we're going to get that one out of the way. But the only thing I've actually just been watching has been the boomers. That's it. Nice. And have they come up against the um, Kevin Garnett yet? (laughs) I don't know about Kevin Garnett, but they have come up against Kevin Durant. Oh, nice. I like that right there. I'm throwing that in there to try try it. No, it was terrible, man. What are you talking about? Well, the first half was pretty tight, but then, of course, USA just ran away in that second half. They certainly did. They actually ran away and got the gold medal today. I'm not sure if you saw that, Jay. But did you also see, I've just posted it on our Grey Wolf Instagram earlier, and I want to talk to you about this in person. Kevin Durant, my man, is a droogie. Did you know that? I didn't hear a single word you said. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jay. Oh, man, I don't know why that's so funny. Is it the Bluetooth or is it the brain? (laughs) The Bluetooth. <laughs> yeah, that's one. Uh, Did you see on the Instagram that Kevin Durant is a droogie? <laughs> Has your screen frozen, Herbs? Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. It's just so I think we're going to start a GoFundMe page to raise some new headphones for Herbs, I think. While we deal with Herbs' technical difficulties, let's touch on the Olympic basketball because that's obviously been a highlight for all of us being huge basketball fans. The uh, USA took away the gold medal quite easily against France in the end. They were challenged late in the game, but we've got the Boomers coming up tonight, boys, which is the big game we've all been waiting for. Finally a chance to get that bronze medal against Luka Doncic and the uh, and the Slovenian boys. How do you think this is going to go out? I want your thoughts on this one first, Gracie. Oh, it's going to be tough, Fitzy. I think um, yeah, if Luka drops another 50-point triple-double, we might be in a bit of trouble, but I think we saw in the first half against the Americans, like our ball movement was insane and everyone was just up and about on defense so we've just got to play that for a whole game because it just dropped off against the americans and i think if you do that against luca he's uh he's gonna hurt us big time but hopefully patty can uh bring us home a medal tonight it'll be very very exciting so but um it's been good because obviously we've seen 
couple of guys get contracts out of this with um, Paddy uh, getting a new contract and um, and Landau as well. So um, I'm looking forward to it, but very nervous. Yeah, it's Great. been very exciting. Oh, sorry, Johnny, to cut you off there. I was just saying about Jock Landau landing that very Great point there. Buddy of John and I's, what were you going to say? Sorry, man. That was pretty much it. Then I was going to ask, uh, well, yeah, Grey Wolf's own Jock Landale, but who gets the matchup on Luca? This is going to be a tough decision. He's got the size, he's got the length, and he's got the speed, so it's hard to match up. Maybe Dante Exum gets the job, or Thibault probably body for body would be the, the best matchup physically. I'm not sure. Those two guys right there is what I think. I think it's, they're going to have to, and they're going to have to play out of their skins to shut that man down because he's the future of the NBA. And the big thing about the Olympics too, boys, is it's very much a world game now. The long gone of the days where it was just Team USA, no problems at all, because they, they were troubled in, in quite a few games, and especially leading up to the tournament as well. So I'm nervous about tonight, that's all I'll say. Yeah, I think um, if it's ever been our best chance, Nims, you probably agree. Like, this is the team that's going to get us a medal. It's a shame that Baines went down, though. He would have probably made the difference in the pain against the USA in particular. But I think if we're ever going to win a medal, I think this is probably our best chance to do it until you get your Josh Greens and your Giddies and that, maybe another four years or eight years' time or whenever, and they sort of develop. But, um, yeah, it's probably our best chance. You know, one of the things that I I never bought into the whole – Team USA are going to struggle. Yes, they they had a real horrible lead up and, you know, there was talk about, oh, look, this is the year that we might be able to get gold, but you can never, ever write out the USA, even if it's the redeemed team, the almost has been team, whatever team it is, like the USA just seemed to really bring it when it comes to the Olympics at the right moment. And I don't know about you, but I think a lot of people got a little bit carried away when the boomers were running away by about 15-odd points. And then it really sort of stepped into gear and KD must have spent that half just checking Twitter, seeing what everyone had been saying about him because he lit up in the second <laughs> half. Just really put us in our place, didn't he? Yeah, he oh, certainly did. He's, he's the best scorer in the world at the end of the day. And even in today's game, in the gold medal game, he just took it on his back and just went with it. But, um, yeah, it's going to be fantastic to see. And I know, Nettie, you'll appreciate, you know, seeing guys like the Gasol boys play their last sort of Olympics and Lewis Skull. Like, how was that reaction when he subbed off the last game against Argentina there? Yeah, crazy. It's sort of an end of an era, isn't it, with these guys going out and good to see that they put it in for their country. But, man, it's moving on to a whole new era, I guess, with the, you know, the Lucas and whatnot of today. Yeah, Madman. Yeah, it's um, exciting times ahead, I suppose. The big question is, do you reckon Paddy Mills will be at the uh, the next Olympics? I think not, personally. Yeah, I I don't think so either. And this is what I was saying. The reason I was so sad about us bowing out in that last game is, is it really is the end of an era. Like Joe Ingles, 33 years old now. So I suppose it's three years because of the whole COVID situation, but he's going to be heading towards the end of his career. Matty Dallavadova, you'd think same sort of deal. We're really moving on to that next sort of level of players, mm. I guess. And John, your point about Aaron Baines, I would have, it's just, like he didn't do huge. He has he's underachieved in the NBA. I feel when he went to Toronto, but oh, he could have been the difference in that Team USA game. That big. Yep. What is he like? 120 kilogram. Yeah, just he's a big man. Muscle, man. And unfortunately, he also got uh, let go by the Raptors just yesterday. I think so. He's had a pretty oh. tough weeks. Jeez. <laughs> 
just physicality on the boards. That's all we needed just to clean up a few of those offensive boards. I don't know if it would have been good enough to beat Team USA, but I think it would have kept us in the game a bit longer. But um, as you saw sort of saying there, you know, it's going to be Landale, it's going to be Giddy, it's going to be Josh Green, these guys moving that team forward. But you just look at the superstars on paper we've got right now. Like, I think it's bronze medal or I'd probably mark it down as a bit of a failure for the Boomers, to be honest, given the team they went in with. But uh, Herbs looks a bit stunned down there. We might as well drag him into the conversation because we've got it here, man. I know we've spoken about it a few times. The Sydney 2000 story, like it's such a heartwarming sort of occasion there. You're going to relive it with us now with the Olympics on? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, just my uh, brush of fame f- serving food to Luke Longley. Can't tell. <laughs> that, it's, there's nothing that's going to top it. Straight to the point. <laughs> yeah, so I, don't Jay, make, I don't mess around. You famously did serve Luke Longley some pasta, and I believe you said, There's your pasta, Mr. Longley! Can you show no, us? No, that's uh, what your um, sort of thoughts going through it. For some reason, you and Nims always have to put on that stupid constipated, haven't taken a crap in three days. <laughs> okay. Now, I hate that shit. Anyone, Come on. To anyone hey, listening, to anyone listening, you just heard Herbs do our impression of him and then spoke normally. Could you tell a difference? <laughs> Jay, it is getting the Olympic spirit of things here, man. And please show us all those Olympic rings, the ink that we have so famously heard about for many, many years. You were at the Olympic Games. You met up with Luke Longley. You got inked up. You got amongst the spirit of Australia. Now show the people. No. (laughs) Jeez, the Bluetooth seems to work now, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. He's really bringing a lot to this. No, I had to to change headphones. Just quickly, though. Yes, names. Um, while, while we are speaking about Luke Longley, though, we've got to mention uh, the good people at the ABC uh, for the Australian Story TV show. They actually did like a little, uh, I, w- I want to say like a compliment piece to The Last Dance, focusing on Luke Longley. It's a two-parter. It debuted last Tuesday. It'll be back again on the 10th for part two. But it's a really, really good companion piece. It's got nothing to do with The Last Dance, but it does involve basically filling in that big, giant Luke Longley gap that was in the gap. Now, have you, have you ever... Have you, did you boys watch part one? I actually haven't no, seen it yet. No. Big shout out to Madman Matt Grace's sister, Amy, and congratulations to her too, because she's got a little bobber now too. The, the pack is getting bigger, and she said you got to check this one out, so it's definitely something to do. And crazily enough, kind of like when we were talking about Abyss on our wrestling show, <laughs> Nims, I just totally forgot about Luke Longley. Like, how often have we spoken about The Last Dance, John, Matt, mm. well, possibly Herbs, I'm not sure, but we've spoken about it so much. Luke wasn't even on no, that. He wasn't even So at the time, they sort of they sort of mentioned, like, you know, I'll be because Luke Longley lived in Perth, and anyone that lives on this side of the country knows how expensive it is to fly domestically to Perth. So getting a film crew out there, obviously, was probably not something they were going to do but leaving him off the doco completely i think was a bit of an oversight and because last year when it came out like we were lucky enough to talk uh, at work to the director and uh, it came up and he was like yeah look it just came down to cost but it's just like dude it's zoom you can you can do a whole bunch of things now so it's kind of cool to see that like his story is actually going to be told because it was a pretty glaring oversight yeah massively did I, did right I hear, there um did I hear Jordan actually regretted not having Longley on the? Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, he actually, he's actually quoted because I think he's part of the Australian story. He's in part two where he says, you know, we really should have put Luke in there because he was a big part of it. But uh, the good thing about it is you can actually watch that for free on YouTube. So you can, so anyone just look up Australian story, uh, One Giant Leap, I think it's called. And, uh, or you can just put ABC Luke Longley and it'll come up. So yeah, it's definitely a must watch. It's only 30 minutes too. So a really snack size content. Yeah, I do love myself some snacks cool. and Michael Jordan obviously struggling for the coin to get uh, Luke <laughs> in that one. Hey, come on, man. He's just a he's just a kid that likes basketball from North Carolina. It's times are tough. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly <laughs> right there. I ain't going to first screw that, but hey, let's uh, switch things up to the NBA draft. I'm a very happy right now because the Pistons actually got the number one draft pick in Cade Cunningham, and I'm very excited about this. The draft, pretty exciting t- times too, with Josh Kitty landing in at number six. Did anybody see that one coming? Jay, your thoughts. I'm playing Fitzy. Your thoughts, brother? <laughs> I mean, a team that needs a tall sort of guard, point guard. Like he was the man to go to to um, to the Thunder, and I could not be happier with the way. And I tweeted this out: how Australian basketball is going right now. Like in that one week, we had Giddy go. Uh, I think it was number five, number six, whatever it was. We had the Boomers playing the way they are. We had the NBL sign that deal with ESPN. Plus, we had all that buzz around free agency in the NBL, which we've just never seen before. And like basketball in this country is in a darn good place. And I think that Josh Giddy is just the cream on the on the top of the cake. Getting drafted in the first round. It's just brilliant. And Landale signing that deal the next week. So could not be happier for him. And I think he's landed in a place where he's going to get a lot of minutes with Gilgis Alexander in that backcourt. So could not be happier for, for Josh Giddy. Yeah, very exciting times right there. I was I was optimistic that he might get around the 10 spot, but for him to land at six and mm. just show how big that the NBL is too, of course, with Lamelo Ball the year before he went num- number one, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And Terrence Ferguson was the year before that again. And, you know, yeah. like it's fantastic. And to see these guys now going, wow, we can go play professionally in Australia for one year and still get drafted that high. Like it's just going to do even more good for the NBL and especially got a new team coming in now. And we talk about it all the time, Nettie, but we're just in such a good place, you know. And one thing I've told to quite a few people and sort of getting off on a bit of a cha- tangent, I suppose, is we go down to, to training these days and we see the Mitch Creek jerseys and we see the Chris Goulding jerseys. Whereas, you know, when we went to training, it was Jordan and these sorts of guys on our backs. It's just so cool to see the kids repping the local stuff. And we're going to see Jock Landale Spurs jerseys down there and Paddy Mills Lakers jerseys as much as I'm going to hate that. But, you know, it's just going to be fantastic to see all these kids repping. Oh, sorry, Nets jerseys, isn't it? But we're going to be seeing all these kids repping the, the local basketball, which is just fantastic. It is fantastic right there. And while we're talking NBA, I guess it's your boys, Madman Matt Grace, avid Los Angeles Lakers fan. Uh, I find it hard to and you as well actually you mean i forgot you're a los angeles man you guys must be pretty happy right about now i don't think you could trade any higher at the moment it's all looking gold for you fellas look it'd be nice to trade a bit younger but uh i'm not going to complain <laughs> yeah agree it looks like a retirement village the staples center will be next hey, year so. easy man a lot of those guys are pushing my age right now i tell you what i'd be pretty happy to have uh the the team that you guys have right there oh yeah i think i think the, the main thing though ned is it's going to depend on anthony davis and how well he takes the off season and and prepares himself we saw he, you know barely played last year so if he's fully fit and firing like you're not going to stop him really so he's going to be the big key i think for for the lakers to go far so 
Um, it's going to be tough against those nets, and you know they just add Paddy Mills yeah. off the bench if Kyrie goes and does his you know little walkabout that he seems to do every year. Paddy <laughs> Mills will slot straight into that point guard spot. So exactly. It's, How about, what do you reckon about the Westbrook uh, heading over to the Lakers? Good fit. Yeah, it's, it's it'll be interesting. He can't obviously can't shoot, but you know adding more rebound presence with Davis and obviously LeBron, but. Um, it allows LeBron to play off the ball a bit more, so that, that'll definitely help um, him and, and be able to get through games a bit better and not have to rely him on sole ball handling. So, um, yeah, it be interesting to see how, how it all matches up. But, look, they got some, you know, some good fits coming off the bench, albeit that they are ageing a little bit. But, um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting start to the season, I think. It's, it's an interesting one, too, because, like, I, I really loved, after the Lakers won last year, how there were so many, like, Lakers supporters just... And I think I've, I've brought this up personally with you, Nettie, like, just off, uh, off the record where, you know, how, like, there's so many Lakers supporters be like, oh, man, after all those dark years, I mean, it's, it's like, what are you talking about dark years? We've had, we've had, like, so much success as a franchise. I mean, you've got other teams that literally are on their backs the majority of the time. You've always got a huge fan base. Like it's just our turn to be in the in the cellar right now. I mean, I always bring this up. Look at the Charlotte Hornets for crying out loud. Like that is a team that is starved of success and deserve a bone or two now and then. So when people go and say like, oh, you know, I'm a long suffering Lakers fan, you'd be like, are you? Are you really? <laughs> yeah, they don't it's have like, too much to complain about. Yeah. So look, I'm I'm pretty excited too. I'm not I'm not completely sold on you know because. My idea of super teams doesn't really... This kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, the Chris Bosh um, and uh, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade and LeBron going to the heat back in the day. Yeah. I don't know if I'm the only one that gets that kind of vibe, but just because you put like three absolute superstars together doesn't make automatically a super team. So, And I reckon... Everyone else has lifted their game in the NBA. I mean, we never thought we'd talk about, you know, like the Mavericks and stuff like that. We saw a couple of years ago, the Raptors getting their first win. There's so many teams that are just coming into the equation. The Nets back. I mean, things have changed a lot. Everyone's lifted their game. You can't just sort of rest in your laurels because you're a great team. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point right there. And that's why I enjoyed this season so much too. Like you had in the Eastern Conference, Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn. What am I saying? I'm losing it, man. You had Milwaukee getting the W and of course the Phoenix Suns. Athena Suns. Yeah, two very much starved teams. So like you were talking about before, like either way, you're sort of happy with the result there and neither of mm. them had the, the super team, what you're referring to as well. So yes, I do agree with that. It'd be nice to see what happens next year and hopefully one of these teams can knock off one of these powerful super teams but it is looking like the Brooklyn Nets and the Los Angeles Lakers are the you know the early favorites to you know match up in the finals I think it's a bit like last year we sat here about you know when this time last year whenever it was and we, we predicted predicted Lakers versus Nets in the finals and somehow both of those teams have since gotten stronger so I don't know <laughs> I reckon the funniest thing about this whole super team thing, and we talk about it quite a bit, obviously, is how James Harden just sort of let his body go to get out of Houston. And then that's what led him down in the end in Brooklyn. I just think that's such a kick up the butt for a guy that just didn't want to put the work in and had a sook and left town. You know, Westbrook's just the same. You know, I'd be interested to see how they sort of gel together, um, those three Lakers guys, as mentioned. But like Gracie said, the key is really Anthony Davis and his health. Um, but, you know, we're all about the uh, the small market teams, Ned, in watching uh, Milwaukee get up. 
was just awesome. Either of those teams had a one, it would have been fantastic. But the best thing was Giannis going through McDonald's and getting his 50 piece McNuggets. It <laughs> <laughs> was fantastic. With so, the NBA trophy, um, don't mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just got to love that. Oh, yeah, very much. That seems, so, to, be, that seems to be like a, uh, a, a new celebration because when Scott McLaughlin won his first Supercast Championship, the first thing he did was fill the Supercast trophy with 30 nuggets. From McDonald's. Awesome. Well, <laughs> no. funny, he obviously got 50 because he got 50 points. I was just thinking, if the Zombies ever won the championship, I'd be getting four nuggets. Gracie gets one nugget, Ned gets two nuggets. We wouldn't, wouldn't fill us up much. <laughs> That's exactly right. Oh, yeah, hey, just, I oh, sorry, Nettie. Uh, before, we, before we move on, like another thing, talking about... Sorry, I've got a very excited North Melbourne supporter that's slightly distracting me watching the game in the uh, in the room next to me. But um, just... It's fine. Um, but, just, but just quickly, another great thing about uh, the Bucks winning the championship was we talk about people that, you know, leave, leave places and leave cities to go chase a ring. Giannis sticking there for mm. God knows how long He's got the talent to go to be cherry picked from any other team, but he's like, no, no, no. If I'm going to win a championship, I'm going to win it here with the Bucks. And yeah, everyone I mean, probably thought he was an absolute idiot to do it, but it paid off for him. And you don't see loyalty like that, especially in um, American sports. Yeah, well, I don't think anyone on this panel thought he was an idiot for doing it. I, I definitely think my hat goes off to him for that because I thought that was an absolute class act, what he did. He said he was going to bring that championship to Milwaukee. And he was highly scouted last offseason. They were talking about getting him and Butler together at the Heat and a whole bunch of other rumors, but stuck with the Bucks. And look at that. You later. Boom. Happy ending right there, Jay. Yeah, very much so. It's... You know, as Nims just said before, it's very, very rare that you see that sort of loyalty for a team these days. Everyone's always always got the ultimate goal of, you know, winning that ring, winning that championship, and you get some that just just a hot team to whatever's, you know, they're going to think is the big one that's going to get it. Oh, it's this team's time, right? I'm going there. Oh, it's the, they're going to win it. I'm going there because they think it's a guarantee thing. Instead of putting in the hard yards and sticking with you know, the club that they've been with for however many years. Very well said, Jay. Now, should we switch things up and uh, jump into the movie side of things here, Johnny? We've got a couple of great movies coming out this year. Is there anything else that you guys want to talk about, Nims? I want to quickly mention two things. First off, mm. um, we talk, just one last thing about the Bucks. I have a real hatred for Jason Kidd. And that's mainly Jason Herbert. No, 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 no. Conversations are going to get awkward. He does that too. I've got a real hatred. Jason Kidd is his all-time favourite. Well, this is the thing. Do you know the reason? Do you know the reason I hate Jason Kidd? Because in career mode in NBA 2K3, it was always Jason Kidd that was my nemesis. Well, that's so, just, you weren't good enough. <laughs> well, clearly that's a thing, and I'd always be like, "Ah, oh, damn it!" Always, it always comes out of Jason Kidd. But um, it is great to see him uh, bringing some success. Also, has anyone seen those awesome throwback jerseys that are on the NBL website now? You can buy old school like Melbourne Tigers tops, Southeast Melbourne Magic uh, jerseys. They're, they're coming back. It's pretty cool. Yes, indeed. I know one JL Herbert is looking forward to wrapping his gaze. Yeah, I know you're uh, eyeing off the uh, Southeast Melbourne Magic one too. I know that. Did you end up getting your gaze one, Jay? I know you are. I haven't. I haven't 
ordered that Andrew Gaze jersey yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, oh, I love him. I love him, Jace L Herbert. There you go. Don't lie. We know you don't. Come on, man. Just settle down, Johnny. We're gonna throw you to a bit of a break here and let people check out a preview. What are you gonna throw up first here, man? Oh yeah, man. So probably a couple of trailers and a few movies we're really looking forward to. I'm gonna start things off with Ghostbusters Afterlife, which guys. I don't know if you've seen the full trailer, but this one actually looks the goods. And we, of course, had that sort of reboot Ghostbusters that kind of ignored all the other, the um, sort of previous Ghostbusters movie, which was a real kick in the face. Whereas this one actually takes place in the same universe and it's a kind of a continuation of the story. So we're going to play the trailer now, then we're going to have a bit of a chat about it afterwards and hopefully we don't get a copyrighted strike. But uh, we'll see how this goes. What are you doing here in Somerville anyway? Honestly, my mom won't say it. But we're completely broke. And the only thing that's left in our name is this creepy old farmhouse our grandfather left us in the middle of nowhere. Why'd you bring me up here? Entertainment value. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. Somehow, a town that isn't anywhere near a tectonic plate, that has no fault lines, no fracking, no loud music even, is shaking on a daily basis. Under the dining table now! Hey, remember that one summer we died under a table? I found this in my living room. Whoa, killer replica. A replica of what? A ghost trap? hasn't been a ghost sighting in 30 years. New York in the 80s, it's like The Walking Dead. Your dad never mentioned this to you? It's just my mom. My grandfather died. My mom says we're just here to pick through the rubble of his life. hot for that i can't wait what the hell jumps on the front of the ectoplasma mobile thing there halfway through is that like a t-rex what is going on there who knows 
no Damn, idea. That is, good. that is coming out December 2 this year, my birthday. We have to go and check that one out. That looks all sorts of good. And like you were talking about before, Johnny, they've, they've strayed away from it on the last sequel, but this time around they're definitely plant, paying homage to the old ones and it looks all sorts of awesome. Yeah, definitely. That's always been my gripe with a lot of these reboots. Like, I don't remake some reboots. Like, it's the trend at the moment. But if you're not going to acknowledge the originals, I like the idea of like things happening in the same universe, like in the future or whatever, like following on from the story. You get little cameos, little, you know, nods back to the old sort of the old movies or whatever, TV shows. Like, your Cobra Kai, like, I've just brought that in. And the new series of that comes out December 2, Nettie. So, that sort of stuff I love to see. Whereas with that other Ghostbusters movie, it was just like, we don't care about what happened in the original two we're just going to go do our own thing I really hate that but this looks unreal and I think Paul Rudd's going to add a really cool element to it so I'm so hyped to see it man that is all sorts of sick right there and speaking of you were just sort of talked about Cobra Kai there man I know you've been very busy with the announcement of your daughter and all this sort of thing but you snubbed me so bad I tagged you in like a thing on pop culture uh, did you see it at Steve I, mean, I saw you when did you tag me my phone's been going a bit nuts the last 24 yeah, hours I mean, it, would have been. it was sometime yesterday they've got some very cool uh, figures and, and whatnot coming out, but man, I need to get my hands on them. But Ghostbusters looks good all around. Jay, you're an old school Ghostbusters fan, I believe. Back in the day, you used to think you were a Ghostbuster. Now, don't mind <laughs> tonight that I remember it quite well, having gone to school with you, man. Do you think that will live after the hype? Yeah, look, I really think uh, that's definitely going to live up to the hype. Especially loving the callbacks to the original uh, Ghostbusters movies. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to this. And that's coming from a video vault expert right there, Jay. As you can see, he's lit up like a Christmas tree. The excitement on his face tells a story in itself. He's very much excited, as is the madman, Matt Grace. You'll be taking a lady along to that one, no doubt, man. (laughs) I I was hoping you'd invite me, but that's okay. (laughs) You'll have one this side and one this side. (laughs) No, but as Fitzy said, it's good to see um, Herb's throwing back to the old old Ghostbusters and yeah it looks looks unreal so I'm looking forward to it as well yeah hell yeah were you a fan of these back in the day Nims I used to love Ghostbusters back in the day in fact so much so that um unofficially the the before they did the 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 reboot the all-female one that uh, Johnny's talking about Ghostbusters the video game on Xbox 360 actually sort of continued on with the story but annoyingly it never got released in Australia but it was a region free disc so I managed to pick that up and sort of continue on the story but the thing I love about that is it does as sort of Fitzy says it's in that same sort of universe it pays enough homage and respect like just seeing Ecto-1 sort of gets the old feels back that's really really cool I would love to see if they were able to like I'm sure it's going to happen. There'll be cool little nods and stuff like that. But, you know, seeing the old, if you manage to see the old firehouse and stuff like that, it'd just be cool. Uh, but the respect that's sort of shown in that trailer shows that they're treating right. And is that, I'm, I know this is going to sound really stupid, but the bloke that's doing it, Reitman, that, is he related to Ivan Reitman? Is that his son or something? Oh, he could be. It would not surprise me you next to check that. Type question right there. Yeah. No idea. But yeah, the excitement for that one's definitely building, as is the one for Halloween Kills. Jace Herbert, tell us about Halloween Kills, man. How excited are you to see this one? It comes out in your birth month. It drops on a Minazor's birthday, actually. I mean, not a big fan of the horror side of things, but you're hyped up for it, yeah, Jay? Yeah, I'm absolutely hyped up for pretty much anything Halloween. I cannot wait for this one. 
I've lost count of how many times I've seen that trailer. It just gets chills every single time. Well, Do you want to see it again? You're going to get chills yet again. Because <laughs> he's going to roll this trailer here. This one has me hyped up too. Jay might need a little bit of time alone. So maybe cut off his camera after this, Johnny. But yeah, let's roll Halloween kills. Uh, we'll roll this in a minute. I've just checked that name's well picked up. That is Ivan Reitman's son, Jason, that's um, involved with that one. So great there pickup, dude. That's fantastic. But check out this trailer, Gracie. You might want to close your eyes, but Herb's just going to enjoy this one. <laughs> running evil dies tonight i'm not just gonna sit and watch another innocent person die if you track michael's victims that's a straight line to michael's childhood home what do we do we fight let's hunt him down michael myers is flesh and blood but a man couldn't have survived that fire. The more he kills, the more he transcends. Go now! He's the essence of evil. bring on October. Look at Jay. He's got a smug look on his face. And the first thing that actually comes to my mind on watching this, I'm super hyped for this, but I think Nims, this is what Jay watches so regularly. I think he's going to get far too many ideas. I think we need to stay away from him for a couple of months after seeing this for the first, you know, one or two times. If he didn't live with his lovely partner, April, I'd suggest we'd burn down 376 Gimmick Street, but uh, <laughs> let it burn. <laughs> He'd get out and find us anyway if that trailer he taught me anything. Very yeah. slowly. He'd be like, my Bluetooth isn't working. <laughs> Here's a fun fact about J. Sal Herbert, though. That for people who haven't seen him 
do anything outside of sitting on his couch there. He actually does move from time to time and he walks exactly the same as Michael Myers. So there's a creepy little fun fact for you. Jay, is, is that a purposeful thing or have you always walked like that? I think that's just something you've imagined. That's no, just what really I put it down to. It really isn't. I, You know, I'm the sort of person that will film you walking. So look for that soon. But yeah, I'm very much hyped up for that one. Johnny, you're a horror movie head. I know you are too, Madman Matt Grace. Nims isn't, but I, Nims, it's probably because you know that our death will come in a similar <laughs> fashion to one of these victims on this movie from the handsome man in the motorhead shirt. It's also possibly due to the fact that when I did media back in year 11, uh, the two films that I had to study, actually three films I had to study intently was American Beauty, the original Halloween, and the Amityville Horror. So all three of those movies have just completely turned me off any form of uh, that genre because it's just like, ah, I can't be bothered with this crap again. Man, I can't think of it. Why didn't we do anything cool like that in school? Hey, Jay, imagine studying the Halloween movie. Actually, I'm glad you didn't because we'd all be dead right now. That is for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. I do want to say like one thing about that trailer. Like, yes, it is completely and utterly brutal throughout that whole thing. Like, you know, we've got pickaxes, we've got um, conc- we've got you know concrete saws and everything. One thing, though, there is a bit of a throwback to Halloween 3 in there, and that's with the um, the masks that they show. Like, there's one that's a skull, one's a jack-o'-lantern, and one's a witch. They're the, um, yeah, the silver shamrock masks from Part 3. So a little bit of a nod to one of the more hated installments of the Halloween franchise for the stupid reason of there's no Michael Myers. That's the only reason people hate it, which is stupid and see you guys have just sort of jumped into the mind of jay sal herber right there that's why i love this man you might think oh you know jay doesn't bring much to the table it's because we talk about things he doesn't like you talk about halloween and this man's talking about movies like the way he's gonna kill us all throwing back to the movies back in the 1980s that's a great piece of knowledge that i didn't pick up on jay thank you not a problem what, what I like about that, one thing I will give credit to the Halloween franchise, though, is like when you look at some of the other major sort of horror ones, so like, you know, your Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th one, the Halloween, but no, no, but like the Halloween series has never really, uh, how to put it, like really, really gone to the depths of awful. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen Be the very movie. Careful. Jay, Herbs. <laughs> well, well, Herbs. Away. Herbs, have you ever seen uh, Jason X? Yes. Now, why would you put him in space? I want to know. Cool man. It doesn't doesn't make any sense. I get like they're wanting the futuristic sort of setting, trying to sort of, because I think it was around about the same time where um, when they were writing Jason X anyway, they were trying to... um, because Alien Resurrection had been a bit of a um, a bit of a hit, so they were trying to emulate that a little bit, I think. But putting Jason in space is about as stupid as putting a leprechaun in space, which they've also done. Yeah, but, but and that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> hello, but Halloween sort of stayed true. Like, even if you watch, like, say, Halloween H two O, like, you could still watch that and not be thinking, "What the hell did I just watch?" Whereas. Yeah, it, 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 it some of the Friday the Thirteenth movies um, just wander into like, hey, we'll just what gimmick can we put now, sort of thing, and it's well, sort of yeah. yeah. 
some of those kill scenes from Jason X were pretty boss in space. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually very surprised in you, Herbs. I thought you'd already be in the car and driving towards Azor if the fact that you'd probably the outskirts of our town to run him down and, you know, make a bloody mess right there. He's just dissed Jason Voorhees and in space, man. I mean, he was futuristic. What it... It was, it was very futuristic, but I do have to sort of agree with Nims because they did get very, very far-fetched in very gimmicky, Jason wasn't X. It, it was. It was very far-fetched. So you're telling me that Jason Voorhees couldn't go to space? I'm not saying he couldn't, but the idea of putting a whole movie in space to try to emulate the success of Alien is just... It's a bit... It's been done. It, and... it was a real early 2000s things where it's like, what's that? You like Fast and Furious? Well, how about we put um, Frozen? You like Frozen too? Let's put that with cars. It's Frozen and Furious kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> they just try to like retrofit stuff into it. Just like, no, no, no. We like the movie because it's different from everything else. Not because we want it to be everything else. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly it. Do you have anything to chime in on there, Madman Matt Grace? I know Fitzy and I, I are big fans of B, C, and D grade movies. Were you a fan of snacks? And what are you what are you thinking about this Halloween movie? I might I might be dead tonight, but I haven't seen that movie, so look out! Oh, yeah. Jason might be after me. <laughs> no, that, that's okay. By the sounds of it, Herbs hates it. He's a changed man, so <laughs> we'll, we, you, Johnny will have to watch it one day, right there. Absolutely. All right, let's let's move on. We are talking horror movies, and John and I have a brand new show coming, and you guys might be able to jump on, especially. Well, I suppose all of you, because. Grace, you're basically the only free man amongst us now, but we have a new show. It's called We're Old Now. We've been talking about it a little bit. We've hyped it up. We've released the first... We've recorded the first edition with a horror movie legend in Michael Berryman. John, let the people know about We're Old Now and what we're, you know, in the works here. We have Well, I guess... Yeah, I mean, look, I guess we're uh, no longer spring chickens, as you'd put it. We're all uh, sort of 30-year-old, you know, either dads or soon-to-be dads in our case. And, uh, you know, life isn't the way it used to be. And uh, we like to take a look back on that nostalgic side of life, especially with movies and and anything to do with pop culture, those sorts of references. And that's the idea of the show is we like to get a guest on, sometimes from our past like that, talk about how things were, talk about what they're up to at the moment. And uh, Michael Berryman was a really good guest to get on first up, of course, a horror movie legend and he was a fairly insightful guest to, to kick things off Nettie. Oh, he definitely was we're talking about the original hills have eyes right there chase but i don't need to tell you that do i no you don't need to tell me that exactly well i'm actually quite shocked at you at the moment i'm waiting for you to say well i actually didn't enjoy that movie it wasn't realistic those cannibals would have been not living in the hills uh, the original i absolutely loved the remake yeah not so much yeah, we're a bit on the same page, I reckon, in that sort of sense. It didn't have that grittiness. And we asked Michael that during the, the interview as well. But if you love anything to do with nostalgia and you want to hear a couple of 80s kids geek out over things like that, then that's the show for you for sure. Yeah, I'm looking forward to everyone getting their ears and eyes and everything around this because we are going to throw back to simpler times and we're going to be talking about our ultimate, you know, like what we had in the bedroom, which is very similar to what I'm around now, like, you know, our, our toys and what we were doing back then and what was on TV and all that sort of stuff. Jay, you won't be talking about Jason X by the sounds of things. <laughs> that took me a long time to get over. Jay, I'm pretty sure you recommended Jason X to me, man. I thought we watched that together. We did. Uh, I'm sure we did watch it back in the day. This is going back like 20 years. It's probably one of those movies that sort of hasn't really 
aged well. There are, I will admit, like there are some memorable sequences in it, like that that brutal like liquid nitrogen kill. That is one of those things you're never going to forget from it. But uh, sounds like you have yeah, forgotten it, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, to me, that's one of the only sequences from that movie I actually remember. Everything else just sort of. Whatever. That's what I was going to say before. Like, I thought the kill sequences in that movie were pretty good. Like, I didn't mind Jason X, but, you know, you're the expert, not me. Yeah, sorry, Jace. I think I prefer Fitzy now. Like, what the hell? <laughs> you always Age. have. Come on. Just going back to your your new podcast that you're going to be launching, guys. Like Fitzy, here's something that's that's going to blow your mind a little bit because now, Nettie, you're a dad, obviously, but your kids sort of have a crossover period to when you know we still have like like Fitzy's daughter is not going to know what it is like to be in a video store on a Friday night picking a bad movie and being stuck with it for like a week. <laughs> And forcing yourself, yeah, no, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna like this. I'm gonna really enjoy Sphere. Yes, that's gonna be my favorite movie because I've just spent seven bucks on it. It's funny that because that's when Ash and I first started going out. That's to what we did. We went to Video Easy, we yeah. picked our Friday night movie, and we maybe made ten minutes in before we turned it off. But <laughs> bad luck, that's just how it was. But you know, yeah. you get your five weeklies for five bucks. And back when times were simpler, and that's what we'd yeah. love to talk about and sort of throw back to. Yeah, and that's, that's so what it's cool. Be all about. Sorry, Nims. No, and that's and yeah, and that's what I mean. Like that's what's so cool, and also kind of scary at the same time. Like you know, these little things that these really, really simple things, like you know, um, ordering your takeaway food, then walking the video store to fill in that time till you can get your food on a Friday night. Like these are things that just doesn't don't exist anymore because it's mm. like you can Uber eat stuff, you can Netflix stuff, everything's there. So I'm really looking forward to hearing uh, what you boys put together. Yeah, thank you, man. It makes it sound like dinosaurs, doesn't it? Like, really, it really like, does. Remember on like, Real Living the Wall, we were, we were like, we're just like, there's no streaming. We have to download stuff overnight. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what it's going to be all about. And like, the only thing I find now, though, is when you catch up with some younger people, like in their twenties and such, and and they don't know who Jay and Silent Bob are. They don't know who Jason Voorhees is and stuff like this. It makes you kind of appreciate being old, and that's. Like I'm glad I grew up in the era I did is what I'm trying to say. So we're gonna we're gonna pay homage to that and not burn it like Jace did with Jason X. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's got nothing to say to that. He's gonna know nothing. You're not gonna let me live it down, are you? No, well, it was very surprising. But anyway, Johnny, what's not surprising is is I've given you an idea. You've taken that idea and you've knocked it right out of the ballpark with the new Grey Wolf merchandise. What's the update on that one, man? That one should be up very soon. Pre-orders will be live and you can get yourself some long sleeve shirts, some hoodies and whatnot. Jace, you're going to have to buy up big to get back in my good books, buddy. Uh, I'd have to buy out the whole the whole um, ordering and then some and it still wouldn't be enough to get back well, in your good books. Can you please do it anyway? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. sure. I don't need a house deposit. I'll just probably get Grey Wolf stuff. Uh, you've got too many other things to worry about. But, yeah, the new uh, merch shop. It's been a little while since we've done one. We've got a whole heap of new fresh designs in there, Nettie. We came up with a new sort of circular alternate design that we're calling it for the, the logo. It looks really cool. I've actually got a long sleeve here. I meant to give you as a little tester. 
Looks pretty sweet. I should have grabbed it for the live stream, but everyone can keep an eye out on our Facebook page. That's going to be dropping in the next couple of days, uh, depending on when we get this out, I suppose. It may even be live right now, but, uh, yeah, keep an eye out on greywolfentertainment.net. Get your orders in. We'll probably run it for a week or two and get it, get, uh, get it all together and send it off to our printer and, uh, and get everyone wearing some fresh gear for the rest of winter. Yeah, because we have so much in the works right now. It is a very exciting time for Grey Wolf Entertainment Mims. We have our show in Maximum Impact. We've just released episode two. We've had a whole bunch of fun. If you haven't seen our special where we caught up with Dirk Manning and Tony Schiavone, you're missing out right there. These are some... Well, Tony Schiavone is the voice of our childhood, I guess, Jay, but you probably Literally. hate on that now too. <laughs> no, I no, always go to Nitro. I heard yeah. of Tony Schiavone. He was an idiot. Yeah, I always... I always preferred Nitro to Raw. Well, there you go. Nims and I got to catch up with Tony Schiavone, and it was an absolute blast. That one's out on the network right now. And we've got a bunch on the go. Grey Wolf footy out now. Madman Matt Grace, a.k.a. You may as well be Gary Ablett Jr., I guess, with that <laughs> knowledge inside of that noggin right there. It's hard to tell the difference between if you, the two of you in looks as well. Grey Wolf footy out now, and then it's had a whole bunch of streams already on the latest edition, Madman. Yeah, round 21 obviously started already. And um, as Nim says, he's got a very excited North Melbourne supporter <laughs> watching. I think they're still up um, from what I just checked before. They are. Yeah, the the coffin lid is going down on uh, on Richmond <laughs> as we speak. It's amazing. I love that right there. I'd really like to point out, if you go back and watch through this video, as soon as you mentioned that, Nims, and we're talking to Steph, I saw Fitz. <laughs> Totally lose concentration. Oh, I, I yeah, right, right. <laughs> he's like going towards something to. I thought we were going to lose the big guy there for a minute, but he's managed to hang on, which is great. And hopefully, those roos get up and beat the Tigers. I think we'd all like to uh, see that. Absolutely. Hell yeah. So, yeah. As we said, I think the video when I checked before we started here, Nettie was 98 views in less than 24 hours. So, obviously, uh, you know, everyone's enjoying the uh, the footy content we're putting out. That's exactly right there. Keep up the great work. And Nims, what's happening with Reliving the War with Nims Azor, Simon Tackler? I guess that's the last thing we need to talk about right now before we jump up out of here and Johnny can cheer on the roost. Yeah, certainly. Um, look, we're, we're going to be heading back to WCW and reliving one of their pay-per-views. It's really heating up. <laughs> it's, it's funny you talk about, no, uh, like, uh, nostalgia. We're right in the midst of 1997, and 1997 looks bright, guys. So uh, you can check it all out in the archives there, too. And um, another thing, just quickly, going back to the footy as well, uh, I cannot wait to see what you guys do for the finals. Last, last year was the weirdest year, but... Um, Fitzy and Gracie both did a tremendous job keeping up to date, especially with things like fixture changes and, you know, hub life, things like that. You covered everything. So I cannot wait to see what you boys do because it's looking like it's going to be a very exciting final series. It's going to be an interesting one, that's for sure. And especially with how tight the top eight's become and we spoke about it on the, on the show. I reckon it was probably our best show we've done, Gracie. I texted you afterwards and said it was a really good, really good insightful show because I kept saying, guys, that Madman is one of the best analysts in the game. He kicked six goals in his career. I handballed them all to him, but otherwise he's... Uh, <laughs> Seriously knows his footy, and uh, that really opens the door up now that the Giants have won for them to sneak into the top eight. So it'll be interesting to see some of the results from this weekend, but I just want Ruse to get off the bottom. I don't care about the rest of it. <laughs> Someone that wouldn't yeah. spoon, but uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be here the whole way through. It's exciting, Fitzy. I hope for your sake, North do get off the bottom, but um, as you said, it opens the door for the top eight, even the top four now with Geelong losing. Um, obviously, you know, Sydney have got that uh, 
that prize spot up um, that they're going to be pushing for as well. And, you know, we could have a, a young Brownlow medalist as well, Fitzy. Lot, lot to look forward to in the next sort of six to eight weeks. Geelong losing actually might have done themselves a favour because it pushes GWS up there. So it was like, oh, no, you, you can't really, you know, like pick and choose when you want to win or lose. But they it, they actually came out pretty much smiling there too. But it was a, a bizarre game to watch. And all I can say is if anyone watched it live, man, whoever works on those crowd mics really had them turned up to the max last night. <laughs> I know what you're talking about there. But, um, <laughs> like, the, the one team that's got the pressure on right now was Herbs' Dockers. Like, they need to win this weekend to keep that eighth spot alive. And uh, I don't know how you're feeling about the game, Herbs, but this is probably it's the most important game of in a long time. Uh, very nervous about it, especially Brisbane. You can never underestimate it. They always play very well. So um, there's probably going to be a war with... There's always going to be there's going to be that war of words I think between me and Nettie, but uh, yeah, it's uh, going to be an nail biter. That'd be Are you going to get one of those retro tops yeah. there, Herbs? You know what? I actually did look at them, but they've already sold out. Oh man, you're going to have to stick with your stupid little purple stripes that were in the Wimmer Mail Times. <laughs> oh well, I have got the uh, what was it, '97 one. So there is still a bit of retro one there, anyway. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I like that right there. And I tell you what, right before we go, we need to see some photos of John and Matt in there playing days if that's a true story about you handballing those goals to to gracie i would love to see a young Fitzy and a young gracie all suited up for the the saints i believe it was back in the day yeah back in the under 14 days gosh what year would that have been like 2002 or uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, geez, I can't yeah it would have been 2002 three somewhere around there i reckon uh, sorry you know you know in a weird little twist of fate, this is going to link both the Horsham Saints and the Brisbane Lions together. But I don't know if you saw on Twitter, but Mitch Robinson went and tweeted Jared Berry doing some trick shots off their hub. If you haven't seen it, go check out Mitch Robinson's tweet. It is so cool. Like, you know, those like off the backboard over the window kind of thing shots. Yeah. He, he does it with a wheelie bin and a basketball. It's so cool. Check it out if you have. Yeah, I did see it, Nibs. It was unreal, and you know, they all got excited. They're making the most of, of the hub life, which is good to see, obviously, being so far away from their families and friends and all that. So that was great. Definitely check Hell yeah. it out. I tell you what, boys, that might almost do it for another exciting edition of Grey Wolf Pack Chat. And just thinking about the randomness and all over the place of this show is something else. We've talked about newborn babies to be, serial killers, football, basketball, the Olympics, Ghostbuster movies and wow we've jam-packed a lot of random stuff into one show thank you so much fellas hey before we leave can I ask can I, this is a random question um, to the Grey Wolf footy team does David Teague have a job on Monday no right there he has done it <laughs> yes but maybe not the Monday after <laughs> Oh, watch this space. Thank you so much, boys. Look at that. Look at Herbs. He's loving life down there. Uh, yeah, this has been fun as always. Sounds like it, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't we only do these monthly? <laughs> hey, look, I'm going to tell you this right now. Just getting together with you guys like this, it's always a hell of a lot of fun. It's an absolute blast. Beautiful words, Jay. What I better agree. way to say we be out? <laughs> 
This has been another presentation from the Grey Wolf Entertainment Network. GreyWolfEntertainment.net.